Welcome to Dangerous Misinformation, the bite-sized daily show to inspire topics for you to ruin social gatherings and family dinners. Join us today as we'll be going over pressing topics such as not giving a f- toxic masculinity in the trans community, Tupac being overrated, and much, much, much more fun for the entire family. My name's Rodney Smith, and I appreciate you joining us. This is Dangerous Misinformation, and oh boy, we got ourselves a little doozy on this Monday. How was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Let me know. Write me an email at lordpettypodcast at gmail.com. Tell me about your weekend. If you did anything extremely stupid, I want to hear about it. I want to hear more from you. I want to hear everything about you. But uh, don't message me on Instagram because I probably won't read it because I fucking hate that app. He said, oh, why are you curving me on Instagram? I'm not. I just hate the app. I'm boycotting it. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on X at Lord Petty underscore because I fucks with that website and I really wish they would take the ban off my account. I said something. I called somebody like a big troglodyte or something on Twitter at one point and then they made me ineligible for any sort of monetization or sharing or you know how they do at the time. Back at the time, the Jack, was it Jack Dorsey? Was he the dude or was he the original one? I can't remember. Back when uh, the dorks were still in charge of X, I got a a streaky and um, aka a strike. And uh, I've been trying to recover from it since. I'm going to tell you the story. So why I just said streaky and you're like, why the fuck would you say streaky versus uh, uh, strike? And I'm going to explain that in a second. So hopefully I remember that. Rodney of the future, remember this moment. Uh, but first, I want to say thank you for tuning in to Dangerous Misinformation. Uh, this is the only podcast where we love everybody, we make fun of everything. And it is time, folks. It is time we spread this thing like wildfire. We are ready. We put in the reps. We've been doing this for almost five years now. We've been doing this for almost five years. Think about how crazy that is. Everything that's gone on in our lives, everything that's gone on in the world, all the moments we've shared together, the LOLs we've had. And we've had this nice, beautiful, close-knit family, right? But I, I think it's time. I think it's time we go big with it, dude. And um, I'm ready for the journey, and I'm stoked for you to come along with it, and I'm stoked for us to do this. Zusammen. And as I explained before, the word Zusammen means together in German. And I'm sorry if my voice, it sounds like... <coughs> <clears throat> I'm still sick, dude. I'm still sick. Um, I do know, so back when I was making music, the one song that people always really liked that I recorded. I actually recorded it when I was sick and uh, something made my voice sound cool, I guess, or something. I don't know. But so the whole point, let's dive into it. Uh, The whole point of, I guess, (laughs) this isn't the thing to dive into, but I'm going to tell you why I said, uh, what was the word I even said, like streaky or something? We're talking about strike or whatever. Is that what it was? Streaky, strike? I forget. So when I was a little boy living in Germany, Uh, It was completely normal for the kids to go hang out with the adults while they would just chain smoke cigarettes and sound like my voice right now and sit around in uh, each other's apartments and just get hammered on the weekends, okay? Then as kids would just sit around inhaling all the cigarette smoke and absorbing all the adults' alcoholism and doing whatever it was, right? But so we were at Oma Rosie's, okay? Who was basically my, like, uh, not real grandma, but, like, my German grandma over there, Okay. And so it was, and she had like eight kids. And so one of her kids was basically my godfather. And so we were just part of like that family. We lived with them for a couple months. 
Uh, his name was Uva. He's cool as fuck. Uh, he's actually gay. And that's when people say, oh, you're fucking homophobic. Like, bro, like, I grew up with like one of the closest people ever to me. It was a fucking gay guy. Um, and I know that that's like saying, oh, I got black friends, whatever. But it's like, dude, I have nothing. Like, I'm very, I get the gay thing. Um, I like, I'm not into it though, personally. <laughs> Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So we lived with Uva and uh, we would go to, so it was his mom, Oma Holsey's house. So we go to Oma Holsey's house one night and it's all the adults. They're all shit faced. And uh, it wasn't her house, it was an apartment. Everybody lives in apartments in Europe, okay? And uh, so they're having this party. We're all sitting in the living room. It's filled with smoke. Everybody must be drunk because they're all laughing, giggling, having a great time. Us kids are being rambunctious. Some shit that the neighbors would hate over here, okay? Then all of a sudden we hear a knock on the door and we're like 20 people deep at least. We hear a knock on the door. It's this old lady. Like I got a booger in my nose right now. It's this old lady who was a neighbor who was even old compared to Omar Rosie, who was probably like 60, still smoking cigs at the time. And so this old lady walks in and she's got two big, like two liter bottles of Sprite, right? And, uh, and I'd had Sprite. I mean, Sprite's been around for, I don't know how long Sprite's been around, maybe since the eighties or something, probably longer than that. I don't know. And so this must've been in like 1999. And so this old lady walks into Oma Holsey's house with two big things of Sprite. And she's like, oh, I heard, I heard you young people having fun down here. And I brought you this new, and she's, it was in German, right? And so she said, das neue Getränk, Spritty. And then uh, she's like, yes, my, my son, he dropped off this Spritty. And I wanted to give it to you because I don't party anymore. And, you know, so everybody was like super nice, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, vielen Dank. And then she gave us the Spritty. And then, uh, and then as soon as she walked, it was one of those. <laughs> I hope to God by the time she didn't walk out of the apartment and hear the door close, she didn't just hear the place fucking erupt. I just remember seeing the tears coming down my mom's face and like her friends, like we were like the whole place was just howling and laughter. Cause I'm, I'm sure they were just hammered. They couldn't believe what just happened. You know, I'm a kid. So everything's funny to me in general. So I was like, here, here's this new, das neue Getränk, this new drink, Spritty. And so ever since then, uh, it's been one of those things where whatever I see uh, a word like knife, I'll call it a kniffy or, uh, you know, a bike could be like a beka. I don't know. It's just stupid. So now, now you know the story. Now you know a little bit about you want to know something else about moi? Since you're listening to a podcast with moi, I'll tell you something. I am the Steve Jobs of not giving a shit. And let me explain. These people in Silicon Valley, right? These people that I admire, even though I hate the tech lizards, I do like studying them. And they all have this thing where they refuse to accept reality. People tell them something is impossible and this is just the way it is. And all the great people completely reject that notion. And I'm one of these people. And in my realm, it is of not a physical product or something in the tangible world or something in the tech industry. It's just with life philosophy and the way we carry ourselves. I, I am like, I want to be the Steve jobs of not giving a fuck when people tell me oh you go to if you if you read my book i have this whole chapter about job interviews right about how stupid and fucking pointless they are they're dumb the whole thing doesn't make sense and when we walk i don't know why we agree to behave in these corporate environments and do these things and do these dog and pony shows like no one wants to go to the fucking christmas party okay we're not a fucking family at work we're not no nobody wants to no like 
at what point do you have to get to where you start playing along with this shit? And then before you know it, your whole life's a fucking charade. Your whole life is just this bullshit corporate, like, blah. nah, dude, I'm not participating in it. If you ask me, it doesn't have to be like that. It, why can't we be human, be normal, right? Why can't we be human, be normal, not have to play by all these dumb little corporate rules and little like, uh, like, uh, I got to act this certain way because I'm at work and pretend that I care about this or pretend I don't go drink a bunch of beer after work. Everybody you work with is a some form of drug addict, right? Why do we have to all care, all pretend to be these perfect blah, blah, blah people? Why can't you just be a part of something and be respectful of people? Right. If you're just respectful of others, why does it why does it matter what what you stand for? You know, all of a sudden you get you got to specify on your social media. These views do not represent my employers. Like what kind of bullshit dumbass Karen takes something that somebody says and be like, oh, I need to go talk to their employer. You sell insurance. I need to go talk to the insurance company about the stuff that Steven's saying on the Internet about uh, there being way too many fucking migrants sleeping on his house door. And uh, all his tax money is going to pay for wars that don't concern us when uh, he can't put food on the table. I don't know, dude. I just don't get it. I don't get... Uh, yeah. Um, you can be honest and be real without being a dick. You know what I mean? That's what I try to... I try to walk this balance of being honest and being authentic without being a dick to people. I can't take myself serious going into these environments what I got act. Oh, I got to drink with my pinky out or I got to pretend, oh, ha, 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 laugh at the boss's jokes and shit like that. Like, ugh. The social politics, bro. I have no, I have no patience or room for it. Like, if something's dumb, something's dumb. And also they say, you know, I've read the 48 Laws of Power and I get it, okay? I'm not rejecting human nature. I'm not saying, like, I understand how the world works but I refuse to accept certain parts of it. And one of them being uh, just the, the fake fucking corporate shit. I want no part of it. I'm not even against like wearing suits and ties and dressing nice and like having classy shit. I love classy shit. It was soon as, as soon as I got, wait till I get my money right. You're not going to see me in normal bars and shit. I want to hang out in steakhouses and drink old fashions and fuck 22 year olds. Okay. I have no desire. Whenever I go out now, I just want to go home. If I'm hanging out in just some regular ass dive bar with a bunch of people talking about, uh, you know, car maintenance or something like that, like shoot me, shoot me in the head. I don't want to be, I shouldn't even say, I can't even say that on YouTube, but I just, I'm so bored. I'm so bored with normal life. Like I would rather, I'd rather just completely just burn out and burn all bridges at this point or try to open up the portal to get into the space of where I don't have to be some fucking pretend corporate loony because the people at the top, right? You might think all oh, these like, like middle management corporate things. Oh, we, we got to act like adults. No, the people at the top are railing Coke and being ridiculous and having fun and enjoying their lives because they get it because it's crazy people. All these people in uh, powerful positions, they all have some sort of like uh, personality disorder. You know what I mean? They're all, they all refuse to take their meds and that's what makes them genius. So I'm going to stop taking my meds. I'm done with them. I've been, I've been actually pretty worried about this. I'm going to be uh, a little vulnerable with you. Uh, so I've been taking uh, sertraline, is that what it's called, for my stomach problems because they keep telling me that, you know, the mind-gut connection. Because I'm so wound up, because I'm such a spaz, they tell me. It's like everything that makes me creative and fun and whatever gives me my personality, I think fucks with my like immune system and all that because it's because I'm just I'm just wired a certain way. I'm I'm nuts to put it short, okay? 
And, uh, and so the mind gut connection, it's like, I don't even realize I have anxiety. I don't feel anxious. I don't feel like scared of anything. I don't feel sad of anything or whatever. But, uh, for me, like I get anxious if I feel like I'm just having stomach problems. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck, I don't want to deal with this. You know, that makes me anxious, but the time it's just this loop. So they've been trying to put me on like antidepressants and shit like that for about 10 years. And I always said, no, no, I'm good. No. And I finally just said, okay, what do I have to lose at this point? Cause I'm tired of dealing with these digestive issues. It is what it is. Let's try it. Let's stop eating the bread. And let's just take the medicine. And, uh, it had me feeling a really shitty initially it had me feeling kind of just like dark and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like maybe it really turned me down. It kind of, it took the fog away, but by taking the fog, no, it almost like added a fog. It took, it took like the rough edges away, but then it added a fog. You know what I mean? Where before the edges were like spiky, they were now just cloudy. And, um, but I've been, I've been pushing through it and I've, I've been worried about that. It'll tone down my creativity. So I've been reading up a lot about it, about creatives. Um, are they like, you know, has this affected your creative output and the way, you know, because I, I don't want to become a zombie. I don't, I don't want to start taking medication. Then all of a sudden, next thing you know, next day I'm walking in the office. Oh, Steven, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, how's your wife? How's the kids? Oh, was it fun? Oh, well, you should come over sometime and have dinner. I'll show you the new lawnmower. No, dude. I can't do it. I want no part of it. Maybe when I'm 40, maybe, maybe when I have a kid, some, maybe some event in my life will happen to where I will snap into what you might want to call adult mode or something like that. But as of right now, I just don't give a fuck. I want to talk shit about the world. And um, yeah, speaking of talking shit about the world, okay, let's jump in and let's stop talking about me. Stop talking about my, even though this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want. But I want to be courteous and give you topics that you can ruin your family dinner with. That is the main point of this podcast, for you to be able to tune in and get inspiration for things that you can ruin family dinners and uh, friend gatherings with, okay? And with that, I want you to really consider this and really think about what I'm going to say, okay? Is there anybody that displays more toxic masculinity than trans women? These bitches are fucking entitled dude and if you don't bow down to them they will start mansplaining the shit out of pronouns to you it's like okay that's fine you don't need to you don't need to start mansplaining to me about how pronouns work and how all this blah 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 like i get it bro i get that the gender and sex are different whatever dude are they i don't care you go do whatever you want to do just leave me alone that is textbook Toxic masculinity, just trying to force your ways and bully your ways onto people. You know what I'm saying? Don't be bullies. Leave that toxic masculinity shit. It's behind, you know? It's 2023. We don't need toxic masculinity anymore. So all you trans women out there, stop wanting to square up and throw fists with people if they say something about trans people because it is very it's not very ladylike. It's not very ladylike to want to throw hands with somebody uh, if you're a trans woman. Okay, that is toxic masculinity. Violence is toxic masculinity. We should never have to resort to violence. And I don't know why I got to break this down so much, dude. <clears throat> Anyways, let's get into one more thing here before I let y'all go. Um, I don't think Tupac was really that great. You know, people put Tupac up there. And uh, to me, he just kind of yelled. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just kind of, he never really said anything of substance. He just kind of yelled. And, uh, you know, like if you look at like a little John, for instance, he yelled as well, 
but he actually produced his music and it actually made you feel uplifted. You know what I mean? So people talk about, oh, Tupac's the greatest rapper life. I think Little John is way more influential because when Snap Music came around, like it didn't matter what you're doing, right? You you could be uh, carrying a tray of food at your job or something like that. And Little John, Snap Your Fingers would come on and you would want to drop the tray. When Tupac comes on, you're like, oh, okay, fuck, I got to sit here and like actually pay attention to what he's saying. And then he's not saying much. He's only talking about the things that ended up being his downfall. And I think that is just not... Um, yeah, I just, I, I just think that little John yells better than Tupac. So, um, anyways, uh, appreciate y'all tuning in to dangerous misinformation. Uh, the number one source in the world for dangerous misinformation where everything we say is 100% serious. And I don't ever try to make rage bait to chop into little clips and throw on YouTube because they get the most clicks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Please be sure to leave a rating and tell somebody, you know, the number one way, if you look at market research, the number one way podcast spread is mouth to mouth friends. So you play a huge part in this. So I want to thank you very much for anybody you've ever shown this podcast. You're the goat. Uh, appreciate y'all. And I will check in with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.